Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Today on Doctor's Note, we're talking Alzheimer's disease, which is described as a progressive disease that destroys memory and other important mental functions, brain cell connections, and the cells themselves degenerate and die, eventually destroying memory and other important mental functions. The doc is here. The good doctor is on the line. Hello, Dr. Kroen. Um, yes, good morning, Hi, Thank you for having me on the air today. Thank you so much for your uh, for your time. What are the main causes of Alzheimer's disease? I think it's it's a perfect place to start. Yes, I think that's a, that's a very good question. Um, so just to first to look at, like you mentioned, Alzheimer's disease is a form of dementia. But dementia is a general term or for a group of disorders that we use that causes memory problems and it makes it difficult for a person to think clearly. So with Alzheimer's disease, the most common, co- uh, which is the most common cause of dementia, it is a disorder where the brain slows, slow, cells slowly die over time. Mm. So there's not a single cause for Alzheimer's disease. It's rather seen as a multifactorial disorder, and this leads to a certain, um, and this leads to certain proteins in the brain to start to misfold, eventually leading in, leading into neuronal dysfunction. Yeah. At what age yes. does it commonly become? prevalent. Oftentimes, you associate Alzheimer's disease with the elderly. Yeah, yeah. so so the the most common age for Alzheimer's disease usually occurs above the age of 65 years of age. Mm. So they say 1-2% to of people will have futures of dementia by the age of 65. But about a third of the population will have Alzheimer's disease when they reach the age of 85 years and older. Mm. So it's it's more commonly seen in females as it's male male counterparts. But the reason for that is because females are usually becoming older. They usually have a life longer life expectancy oh. and then and then other features like uh, so uh, other features that play major risk for the development of alzheimer's disease is usually when you have a history of preceding head injuries mm. down syndrome having a lower level of education as well as having other additional vascular risk factors mm. like high blood pressures uncontrollable sugar and diabetes as well as high cholesterol so all these factors play a role in the development of alzheimer's disease Doc, is it treatable? And also, I think most importantly, is it avoidable? Because people often say prevention is better than cure. Um, yes, so, 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 so avoidability, yes, I think I will, I'll talk about that now. But mm. is it treatable? So that is a very good question. And I think currently medical treatment is now aimed at symptom control as well as newer medications that are now readily available over the past year or so. Mm. And this is really aimed at disease modification. So, and this really modifies the underlying proteins that we see that's now encoding for Alzheimer's dementia. Mm. So looking at this, it's always important to think about risks versus benefits. So a lot of these medications have have much more higher risk of side effects associated with them as opposed to the benefits that we see. So for symptom control, there are medications like momentumine as well as the cholinesterase inhibitors. But it's very important to note that these medications are not neuroprotective. They don't delay the cognitive deterioration that we see Mm. with Alzheimer's dementia. But in the advanced stage of the disease, we can see some mild improvements in cognition that we see with them. But for the disease-modifying medication, these are the medications that are aimed at those those misfolded proteins, we have now some of the latest things, the newest things on the market, is something called abicunumab, which is a monoclonal antibody. And this medication is directed at these amyloid proteins. 
This problem is that this drug, which is now approved in the last year or so by the FDA, unfortunately doesn't improve symptom control now, mm. but it does improve that underlying pathology that we see. So, so I don't think we're there yet at the, with the treatment with, for Alzheimer's dementia, but it definitely does show us that in the upcoming years or so, we'll most likely see some, a lot of new medications on the market that's going to help improve the symptoms that we see. Yeah. But we're not there yet. Is it avoidable? Okay, so there are no proven ways to prevent the development of dementia, but there are definitely certain things that we can help to improve our brain health. Mm. So number one, physical activity. This is very important. We have to have a healthy diet and lifestyle, improve our physical activity. So let's say three to four times a week, getting an average um, a cardiovascular activity, your mm. heart rate up for at least 40 minutes per session. And then we also have to maintain social interaction. And this was not particularly difficult, specifically during lock, the strict lockdown yeah, that we saw yeah. during COVID, COVID, when people were isolated. And this predisposes us to developing cognitive decline. And then also we have to improve our risk factors, like I mentioned, blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol. We also have to look at our sleep hygiene, mm. hygiene, not getting too little sleep, but also not too much sleep. So if a person suffers from obstructive sleep apnea, when they have severe snoring, etc., mm. we have to address this by sending them for sleep studies. And then possibly when they can benefit from mouth devices or even CPAP devices to improve on this sleep hygiene. This is very important. Yeah. How does Alzheimer's dementia, as you call it, affect a person's daily life? What are some of the things that get affected on a day-to-day basis? Okay, so that is a very good question. So the symptoms can start off very mild. It's important to remember that they start off very mild, mm. and then they get worse slowly during the th- progression of the disorder. So some of these symptoms include forgetfulness, mm. which is one of the predominant symptoms that we see with Alzheimer's dementia. But the other symptoms that we can see is a trouble with speech and writing. Mm. For example, the person might not be able to have the right words for the things that they talk about. And then they can also have trouble in concentrating, as well as reasoning ability. So problems with tasks such as paying bills, balancing a checkbook, mm. or even um, making EFT payments now becomes difficult mm. for these patients. And then obviously patients also get lost in familiar places. As the dementia gets worse, people might have episodes of anger and depression where their personality starts to change. They can also think that they can also see things that are not there or believe things that are not true, oh. and this is part of the delusions that they develop. They also are, will also become unable to eat, bathe, dress themselves, and maintain activities of daily living. And also, that becomes quite a big problem as the disease progresses and, and becomes more advanced. And this is where a strong support system comes in. Let's chat about the importance of having loved ones as well as family members uh, caring for those who have Alzheimer's disease. Uh, How does one support uh, someone who has Alzheimer's disease as a family member? Yes, and that is very true. So after your family gets diagnosed with Alzheimer's dementia, you will will have to get people in to assist to have to help them to make plans, for instance, with living situations. So if a person with, with diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease lives alone, we will have to start to make sure that they are safe, that they, that they have help, that they have the help they need to take care of themselves. 
they will definitely become a time when they cannot be able to take care of themselves anymore. And therefore, you will have to get placement for them at specific field care centers or even get nursing personnel to come and take care of the person with this cognitive problem at their, uh, at their own facility. Um, you also need to help them with decision making. So early on, your, uh, the family members should maybe try to get them involved with the power of attorney. So the power of attorney is someone who can make decisions for the person when they're no longer able to do so. Mm. So it's, it's really hard to have these conversations with the people. But it's important to have them as early as possible yeah. while the person is still able yeah. to make the decisions on their own. Yeah. And then you also have to make plan for money-making decisions. So people with Alzheimer's dementia usually develop have trouble understanding how to manage their own money mm. as the disease progresses. And then obviously, finally, and this is a very difficult thing to talk about as well, as, as driving abilities. Mm. So, so if the disease advances, you will have more difficulty in being able to make to uh, to. You make judgment calls while you are driving. So the right time to stop driving is different for each person, but it's very important to to uh, regularly visit your neurologist or medical practitioner to assist you with this decision-making processes. Yeah. Um, it's, like I mentioned, the earlier you the earlier you have this these um, these um, um, conversations with your family member, the better it is. Because as the disease advances, you're going to have more impairment and progression of the disorder. Doc, contact details for those people that maybe perhaps are supporting a family member with Alzheimer's dementia. Um, they they need to they want to have a conversation with you outside of radio. Where can they get a hold of you? Great. Um, I will share my contact details with you. And when they contact the radio station, you can make contact with me. You can also find it uh, online as well. Mm. So if you Google me, you will be able to find those contact details. But like I said, the important thing here is also all medical professionals are able to have these conversations mm. with the necessary, um, um, to have these necessary conversations with their family members. So seeing your GP as well as visiting your specialist neurologist um, will be able to have, to, to, to be able to, um, to assist you with these decisions making yeah. processes as well as workups for these patients but if you want to i will share my contact with you and if there's any um, um any of the um uh, necessary listeners that want to le- get more information they are more than welcome to make um to make contact with me fantastic um do you want to share those on air or do you want us to share them on our social media platforms Would that... i think it would be better if we share it on the social media platform all right doc thank you so much right, for your sir. time and thank okay. you so much for this fantastic. incredible so in- interview thank, thank you. you for having me Radio 2000 Podcast.